Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 226, and I'm muting your ass on that one there, Tab. Thank you very much. <laughs> but anyways, as I mentioned, this is episode 226 of the Rant and Rape podcast, but it's great to have you all with us, and oh, Nelly. We have a lot in store for you guys for this program. And this we're looking forward to in this one. But before we do that, thank you for making us your very first listen of the podcast. And subscribe to your preferred podcast platform wherever you get your podcast at. Either on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify for Podcasters, etc. Leave us a five-star review of the show. If you're currently watching the video version of the podcast, make sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell for all new episodes of the Rant and Rave podcast. And even like this episode as well. And subscribe to the others on this panel, which we'll introduce ourselves right now. I'm the fire, Brennan Martin, co-founder, co-creator, producer, one of these six main codes, currently one of five. Uh, Sorry about that. I had to let my dogs out. And I'm also so, one of the uh, co-founder and co-creators and the director of the show. I am the young blood outsider, Jordy Scout, a.k.a. J. Man's Legit. And I'm Andrew Hawking, the Canadian Destroyer. I hope you're joined episode 226. Make sure you tune in because this ho oh, oh, this is gonna have a whole lot of stuff to take care of. And I am the Buffalonian bulldozer, also known as the historian of the panel. I am Mike Bombardier. So glad to have you with us. If you're watching the video version of our show on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. Oh, man. Let's just say... Plenty of, of pro wrestling to talk about. So... Let's just have a great night tonight. And last but not least, I am the elder statesman of this podcast, Eric Lima, who also hosts his own YouTube show, Eric Lima Shenanigans of 19... 77 and i'll tell you what we're, we're only one and a half months into the new year and everything's gone crazy in professional wrestling right now all across the board and and we had you know recent news and everything else man it's it's just crazy utter craziness and we'll have to cover all that when we get you know, when we get to it so let's uh let's do this Okay, also to shout out to Ben Welner in the chat for reminding us of this. Um, rest in peace to Carl Weathers and Toby Keith, who passed away uh, last week. Um, Toby was uh, this past uh, Monday, I believe, or Tuesday. I, I, I got the info right here. Yeah, so um, Carl Weathers, he was a very uh, well-known actor in the, you know, in the Rocky series, along with, you know, um, you know Happy Gilmore. And his uh, latest project, I believe he was involved in, in a TV show, was The Mandalorian, exclusively on Disney+. Plus. Um, so, 
to the friends and family of Toby and also the friends and family of Carl Weathers, of course. May he rest in peace. And, you know, they have our condolences. And also for Toby Keith, he is a country music singer. Um, I didn't know that much about Toby Keith until I watched the first NWA TNA um, weekly pay-per-view show on YouTube when they first uh, released it for everyone to see, you know, on, on the internet. And I can tell he was a pretty good, uh, you know, pretty good music lover as well as a, as a, you know, a great, you know, singer. And especially one song that really gets to you is the one called the Amer angry American, where it was to pay tribute to the, to the victims of nine 11 and to pay a tribute to all true Americans who love our country and stand with, you know, with it, even after the horrific event that happened. So, with that being said, with that be being said, he will be dearly missed. So, with that being said, um, our condolences go out to the friends and family of Toby Keith as well. And also, Carl Weather starred in Predator as well. Predator? Oh, okay. Yeah, so. But anyway, so, we're going to go ahead and get, get our topics out of the way. You know, you know how it all goes. First one to talk, you know, gets to give out their topics and, you know, and we're not, we're going to get through these uh, topics real quick because we got some other stuff to cover, especially what's going on right now with the WrestleMania uh, 40 conference. And from what I'm hearing, you know, uh, what I'm hearing, it's not looking, it's not looking good, but we'll have our representative, uh, Victor Devaye from the Popcorn Panel Podcast will join us soon to give us the news and all the deets. So with that all being said, uh, the time to start our topics will be now and I will go first. Um, you know what, for this one, I know we'll be reading some more uh, Vince McMahon um, cover. So I think we'll probably, you know, do you want to like uh, save your topic for next week since this is an important occasion? Uh, you know, uh, uh, Brennan? I think that's fair enough since we got a lot to discuss, though, as you talked to me about that. For, as for me last night, you this morning. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, I'll go ahead and go first with my topic. So, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and say this um, to Matt Jackson and to Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. You. If you guys don't know why I'm angry at the Young Bucks, Last night on AEW Dynamite, I did not watch it, but I should have because I would have seen this coming a mile away. An hour after Dynamite might have ended, I had just discovered that Darby Allen and Sting defeated Big Bill and Ricky Starks to become the new AEW World Tag Team Champions. And apparently, I, I have an issue with this because you know the outcome that will be happening at AEW Revolution and Sting's final match. Now, when a wrestler ends his career like Sting, I mean, it's it's the best way for you to go out by putting the next generation over. But when you're when I, I'm talking about the next generation, I'm not talking about those who are in a position of power, in a position of where they can creatively book themselves to win and to creatively, you know, like like change the outcome. We all know how obsessed these two bastards are 
to, you know, for, for, for the tag team titles. We all know that. They want to be on top of the, the tag team division. They want to keep putting themselves over and making everyone else, you know, look like, you know, chump change. So, apparently, this is what's going to happen. And I can see it coming from a mile away. Matt and Nick Jackson are going to not only, quote unquote, retire Sting, but they're also going to bury Darby Allen in the process. And they're going to be, once again, AEW Tag Team Champions. So, there you have it, folks. Um, I think that, you know, I think, you know, it's, I think it's just so, it's so, you know, like mind-boggling to me how, how these guys operate, you know, like there is no coincidence why Sting and Darby Allen won the tag team titles. Of heck, I mean, like, why does Sting even need to be a tag team champion? If anything, you want to know what I think his last match should have been? It should have been at Revolution against Samoa Joe for the world title and for Samoa Joe to put, put you know, Sting's career to sleep with a Kokina clutch. And you know why? Because nearly 14 years ago, I think, yeah, 14 years ago, Sting and Samoa Joe, they had a match at TNA Bound for Glory 4. And at that on that night, Sting became the TNA World Heavyweight Champion at the expense of Samoa Joe. And Joe never got another chance to, you know, get that title back ever again after that match. So, but Sting still got the victory. I think they should have they should have booked Sting for his retirement match, even though it's not a tag team match, but it doesn't matter. Sting can handle himself and he and he still got it. I mean, there's one more match left in him, and I think he can pull off a good one-on-one contest with somebody. And I think Joe is the perfect one to do that. Because Joe, this could be a perfect closure for Joe because he would finally be able to put, you know, not only Sting's career to sleep but can finally, you know, get a win back, you know, and retain the title. But instead, you got Tweedle dickhead and Tweedle dumbass wanting to, you know, ha- have their way, you know, you know, play around with the magic pencil and, and scribble them in and for their creative plans, try to, you know, try to not only end Sting's career, but to also bury young talent like Darby Allen and then, and then once again become the AEW Tag Team Champions. Cock suckers. So yeah, I hope um I hope some all right. Uh I, it was a private uh you know chat thing. I just had to see it real quick. So here is my opinion to anybody who supports the Young Bucks. First of all, you need better taste in tag team wrestlers. And second of all, you need to think about, you know, what, what this is all about. You know, because behind the scenes, you got them playing with the magic pencil. They're not only going to end Sting's career, but they're burying young talent. I don't see any profit in this for Revolution. I don't know if I'll even cover Revolution if this happens. But then again, you just don't know. So anybody who thinks this isn't that this is a, like like this is an okay idea, then you're then you're just swimming around 
round, you know, playing with the young bucks' dicks. Or they're in their vaginas because I don't think they are real men, you know, right there. And it begs you the question, how do they have kids? Well, then again, that's the big question. Who's your daddy? But yeah, that's my topic. Um, anybody who wants to go next, please feel free. I go next. I go next. All right, right, Andrew. Well, when when Jordy mentioned about Tor- Toby Keith, well, he died, and he's right. He passed away this past Monday because of stomach cancer, of course. Stomach cancer diagnosis. So mm-hmm. he passed away at the age of 62 of... Uh, Country music fans around the world are lifting their red solo cups to the legendary singer and songwriter Toby Keith, who died Monday night. He died, passed away Monday night. Uh, he was 62. Keith's death came 18 months after he was diagnosed with stomach cancer. Um, the country singer earlier said he had been receiving uh, chemotherapy. Did I pronounce Chemo- it right? Chemotherapy. Uh, radiation treatment and ongoing surgery for his treat to treat his cancer, uh, and of course, so many celebrities treated on 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 this passing of Toby Keith. Um, if I can, oh, here we go. Uh, country singer Jason Aldean said, Aldean, and, okay. and he tweeted uh, on the on the on the day of the. On the after the Toby Keith's passing, he said, "Just waking up, the news the Toby Keith's passing today. It's, it's today is a sad day for country music, and his fans. Toby, it was a huge percent in our business, and someone we all looked up and up to and suspected you be your any music being forever remembered. Big the big man. That's that's Toby Keith, by the way." And of course, I this is the one thing I'm not mentioned politics, but Don Jr. T- tweeted says, "Uh, we lost a legend this week. Rest in peace, Toby Keith." And there's one more country singer, Zach Bryan says, and on tweeted on Twitter, that's the X, of course. Says, "Too many rides in my old man's car listening to Toby Keith. Really hard thing to hear. Rest in peace, friend. We love you." So. My my condolences to his to uh, Toby Keith's wife Trisha and their three children. So rest in peace, Toby Keith. And that's the end of my topic. Who's next? I'll go next. Go, go ahead, Michael. Alrighty. So back in the January, we covered the uh, the PWI awards. So. But the irony about it is we are we only did the winners. Who who got runner ups? Hmm. Because when we did this back in January, when I looked this up on the Wikipedia site, it didn't it didn't display any runner ups. So, so this is actually a follow up to one of my uh, previous part ones. You know, and just a, and just to follow up real quick on your topic, Jordy, the young bucks are like AEW's authority all over again. So that's a follow up on that. 
So, to follow up on one of my earlier topics from this year, from this past January, I should say. So, overall rest of the year, for 2023, of course, went to Seth Rollins. First run... First runner-up was Guther. Second runner-up, second runner-up was Will Ospreay, and then fourth place went to MJF. Mm. So for now, for the woman of the year, Ray, y'all knew Ray Ripley got the win in that one. Second place. Went to Tony Storm. Third place, Bianca Belair. Fourth place, surprisingly, was Athena. Oh. So that. By the way, I'm doing these runners, doing these uh, runners up now because when we originally did, we originally did these awards. When we originally covered it, hit the runners up weren't on it. So I'm doing this right now to get it over with. Tag team of the year, of course, went to FTR. The second place went to Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. Third place went to Adam Cole and MJF, otherwise known as Better Than You, baby. And then fourth place went to the Usos. Faction of the year went to the for 2023 went to the Judgment Day. Second place went to the Blackpool Combat Club. Third place was the Bloodline, and fourth was Bullet Club Gold. You know. Now for match of the year. Well. There wasn't a runner-up for that one. There weren't any runners-up for that one. But nonetheless, feud of the year, of course, went to Sami Zayn versus the Bloodline. The runners-up are in 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 order. Second place went to CM Punk versus AEW. Third place, C- Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. Fourth place. And this is the one that's going to surprise all of us, I think. Becky Lynch versus Trish Stratus. Ooh. I did not see that coming. Right there. Most popular wrestler of the year, of course, went to Cody Rhodes. For the runners-up, second place went to LA Knight. Third place went to MJF. Fourth place, Sami Zayn. That's that. Most hated wrestler of the year, of course, went to Dominic Mysterio. He doesn't even qualify to be a Mysterio. Of course, let's just all face it. Second place went to Christian Cage. Patriarchy might be high. What a mark he is. 
Third place, surprisingly, Roman Reigns. Fourth place, CM Punk. Comeback of the year went to Trinity or Naomi, as she is now back in the WWE. On the SmackDown brand. Second place went to Soraya. Third place, Adam Cole. Fourth place went to Trish Stratus. Okay, and I got three more. I got about three, a couple more to do. So we'll just go through these. Uh, most improved wrestler of the year. I made a mistake. I totally made a mistake in the uh, when we first did this. I originally said Julia Hart, but it actually went to L.A. Knight. Julia Hart actually came in second. Trick Williams finished third. And Sonata went, went fourth. Inspirational wrestler of the year of course went to Mark Briscoe but second place went to Cody Rhodes now third place one is a bit of a surprise and treat for me Richard Holiday Ooh. Hmm. well here's the reason why I think he was fighting leukemia yeah. Yeah, probably that. Fourth place, Mickey James. Yeah. Rookie of the year went to Solruka. The second place went to Ava Rain. And on a personal note, I would just like to say to Ava Rain, you definitely didn't deserve those. So, I'm I wanted to get that out of the way. So that that covers part one. Now for pro wrestler of the week, wrestler of the week. That's the cue right there. <laughs> oh boy! Well, I'll tell you one thing. It's definitely not coming out of this past Friday SmackDown. I'll tell you that for sure. Oh gee. And if you want to call me the Paul Heyman when he was, was a commentator during the invasion circle, go, during the invasion angle, go right ahead because it certainly ain't going to Tiffany Stratton. You know, if you tie two balloons to the to a mop, it will look just like Tiffany. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh. I had to make that joke sooner or later. Yeah. Yeah, but nevertheless. And like you mentioned, uh, Jordy, even though we have new AEW World Tag Team Champions, we all know the scenario because of 
AEW's authority. Mm-hmm. <sighs> take. Uh, hey, young bucks, take notes from Triple H and Stephanie while you get a chance. That's not a bad idea. Before you even qualify yourselves as, as EVPs. This is coming out of Vengeance Day. Cool. I had to think between Vengeance Day or this past Tuesday's NXT, actually. It was a flip of a coin between the Dragonov or the team of Axiom or Nathan Frazier. It was really hard. It was a really hard fought victory for both for both those competitors that I mentioned. You know, with Dragonov and the team of Axiom and Nathan Frazier. I'm gonna have to, you know, I gotta, I gotta give it to Ilya Dragunov. That was an eerie team in a classic. It was a great match this past Sunday. Yeah. And we all knew it was Carmelo Hayes all along. You know, it, you know, it would have been funny if Carmelo was like. It was me, Trick. And then, you know, when Vince was like, it's me, Austin. And then JR was <laughs> it was me all along. Yeah. I was the one who shit it on your head, Austin. <laughs> but then JR had it. Oh yeah, and Jr. Ah, oh, son no. of a bitch! No, no, we gotta do. No, it was like it's me, Austin. Oh and yeah. Then... Oh yeah. It's me, Austin. Oh, oh. son of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, congratulations to Ilya Dragunov <sighs> retaining the uh, NXT Championship. Against Trick Williams, but why, Carmelo? Why? Well, good question. But only he will answer. I bet that'll probably happen in the next NXT. I highly doubt they'll do it on this week's. Yeah, but nonetheless, that's the end of my two-parter on Eric. I think. All right, Eric, you're up. All right, give me a second here because I have some big news. Uh, confirming a former wrestler. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, we come to find out that according to uh, NBC uh, Sports Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, we the NFL got a new Hall of Famer. Oh, and that Hall of Famer is a former wrestler by the name of Steve Mungo McMichael, the former WCW United States Heavyweight Champion, has been inducted. Uh, DXP, stop it! I'm trying to be serious here, and I'm trying to, I'm trying to be a very uh, 
I don't care. We have big some big news. Thank you, DXP. Uh, yeah, Steve Mongo McMichael is inducted into the NFL Pro Football Hall. Congratulations, Steve McMichael. I believe he deserves it. I mean, he's playing the ALS, but you know what? That makes him I, – I'm very, very happy for him. He always oh, earned it. He was one. He was part of that team, the Bears, that mauled the Patriots in the Patriots' first Super Bowl. But, you know, and uh, I'm very, very happy for him on that. So, and I got another thing, too. And um, um, I am going to start trying to get the Xbox One up and running. And I have yet to do that because – because uh, get to buy some equipment, so finally got myself an Xbox controller. Oh, nice! So, mm. so cost me like thirty bucks, I believe. And yep, four horsemen are forever. So Ric Flair was very happy for Mongo, by the way. And he's like, "You're you're the man." Uh, and he was really excited. And got my first Xbox One game. Wasn't Mongo? Didn't he do? Wasn't he on commentary for? Episodes of Nitro because yeah, I remember early, him with first episode of Monday Nitro. Brain Heenan too. Yeah, yeah, he was on Nitro from from the rest of '95 for the first uh, few episodes all the way up until after um, after a pay per view until he decided to uh, you know so, you know side with the Four Horsemen. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So my, because hey. I remember seeing him in the booth. For a couple yep. of times, he started. He started the booth a couple of times, and then he uh, he's joined the Four Horsemen. And uh, yeah, yeah, Tiny Chihuahua. What was his name? Oh yeah, uh, Pepe. 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 Right. And, uh, and like I said, and no, you know, the last got, name's not Lepew. No. <laughs> so, anyways, got this for the Xbox for the Xbox One finally, and my first Xbox One game, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Oh, very nice, I was, Eric. Very I, nice. And I get into 2K games pretty soon as well. Hmm. So, what's racist? What? That's funny. Pepe. Uh, anyways, so, yeah, I am, yeah, so, Mon Steve Mongo McMichael, congratulations. So. Well-deserved. Yeah, well deserved, definitely well deserved. Hard work he put in the NFL. Let's see if we can get him to the WWE Hall of Fame because I know um, he, did, he did contribute to WCW, which is part of the WWE as well. So, as a former United States heavyweight champ, I say let's go for it. So, let's put him in there. Well, anyways, um, that's it for my topics. Okay. And like we just said, Brian's going to save a topic for next week. We got to get into this right now because I know um, there's going to be an advertise. You know, somebody's going to advertise. You know, on on here, uh, we were talking about this behind the scenes. Um, yeah, somebody will be here like maybe around the one hour mark. So I don't think the person will stay for long, right? Uh, you were muted. Shit! There we go. Okay. There, there we go. You yeah. gotta unmute Brandon, but anyways, but yeah, it won't be that long. All right. Okay, so we all know what what we're gonna talk about and why we had our topics done over and done with this quick. WrestleMania. So mm -hmm. everything has gone way out of proportion, way you know, way like all out of left field, crazy because of what happened on Friday Night SmackDown. 
last week, and we hadn't just and we hadn't gotten to we hadn't been one week away from from the rumble, and all of a sudden things start going hectic on the internet. I'm talking about the the movement regarding Cody Rhodes, you know, hashtag we want Cody, and then there's the hashtag Rocky sucks. And all of a sudden, uh, Cody Rhodes and you know has been getting a lot of support because the fans do not want to see Roman versus Rock. And uh, Dan, we're gonna have somebody on here real soon. So I am completely baffled that somebody in a position of power like The Rock would want to like do this. Here's the problem. And I'm going to explain to this to all of you guys. The reason why this match, well, why the rock was heading to WrestleMania anyway, was because he'd already, it was already premeditated before he became a member of the TKO board of directors before Vince McMahon was exposed for sex trafficking. And before the rumble, if you guys don't remember watching uh, WWE raw day one edition, that's when he came back and, you know, layeth the smack down on, you know, on Jinder Mahal. And he said something about, where should I eat? Should I eat at a bar? Should I eat at a restaurant? Should I eat at a diner? Or should I eat at the head of the table? Referencing the Roman Reigns, of course. And, and the thing is, I, I mean, people, you know, were thinking, oh, let's have that match finally. But then all of a sudden when you have Cody win the Rumble and you know he wants to face Roman Reigns, that's when, you know, things, you know, started to, you know, go way out of control. Last week on SmackDown, Rock comes out and he does, and he makes an appearance just to, you know, face off against Roman Reigns in the ring before they, you know, went off the air. And everybody at the time in the building were all cheering when they, when they saw this happen. But the thing is, when you saw, when you saw what Cody he was looking like with his face expressions, he looked like he was about to cry that his WrestleMania main event was about to be swooped, you know, right from under him. So, so since this past Saturday, and it's been the number one trend, for, and it was like that for seventy-two hours. The 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 raw commentators, Michael Cole and Pat McAfee, even called it. In fact. It was called hashtag we want Cody. And then during the beginning portion of Raw, during uh, the, the opening segment with Cody Rhodes and Seth Rollins, the fans were also chanting Rocky sucks. That chant mm-hmm. has not been used since 2003. And that is insane. But then again, we did we couldn't expect anything less. So... So for this, people are still wanting to, you know, want Cody Rhodes to be in the main event that bad. But you want to know the worst part about it, other than going online and throwing, and, and, and you know, not only going about it online. No, don't worry. We're about to, we're, we're, Dan, let me get Dan. We have a representative. Dan, calm down. We're going to have somebody mm-hmm. on here to, to tell, to, you know, to he tell. Eats it up, Dan. Take it down a level. Take it down. Well, don't worry. We're gonna have someone on here to explain their thoughts in the in the press. So, with that being said, um, so yeah, 
this is what it's also come down to. I mean, you can say or do whatever you want, you know, uh, you know, about the rock and what he's doing, but going after his own daughter who has nothing to do with what he is doing is a load of horseshit. People have been sending death threats to her, you know, like livid WWE fans to the point where like she's been sent death threats from those livid fans. And I'm like, in my head, are you people out of your minds? This is why I don't associate nor want to call myself a member of the IWC because I'm not. I mean, if anything, I'm, I'm, I'm amongst my own community. So there you go. I mean, I mean, like, come on, going after someone's daughter who has nothing to do with this. In fact, she had to deactivate her her ex account just to, you know, because of the death threats. So basically, all you you've done is, you know, make is make you know everything look 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 bad by making the rocks by making the rock look good. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot. So. Now with now with, on one hand you may have have like on one hand sure you've got the match that everybody wanted at the time that was only but here's the problem you know why everybody is going batshit crazy over this it's because of this timing the timing is bad you just had Cody Rhodes win the Royal Rumble two years in a row, mind you. And he wants to face Roman. But you're having The Rock take that opportunity from him. And the thing is, that is why fans are, are so pissed. Timing, children. But on the other hand, the fact that, you know, we... That we at the time we wanted to see this match still we want Cody to finish the story or as we say finish the story so we want to see Cody finish the story we want him to wrestle at, at Wrestlemania and beat Roman Reigns to become the new undisputed WWE champion and again I mean that it's not. I mean it's easy if you just you do the magic pencil. But no, apparently that's why fans are going ballistic because we want, we want. Yeah, I know about that too. I mean, like, dude, don't be calling viewers children when you yourself are self booking yourself to want to face Roman. But anyway, I digress. So yeah, Cody, we want him to finish his story. But then there's the other hand of the fact that we've wanted this match between Roman and, and Rock. But the problem is the timing of it all is not good. I mean, WrestleMania season, whenever it's WrestleMania season and someone just swoops in to take over, yeah, you know the timing is bad. So, now, I'm going to go ahead and give a signal out. Um, all right, hold on. All right, so he's got a breaking development about all this, and it's very interesting. So, 
I want all of your thoughts in regards to what I had to talk about. What do you think? I, I got to ask a question. Does anybody on this panel, one at a time, do are these limited fans justified for what they did towards Ava or should they, or should they be ashamed of themselves for having to send death threats to somebody who has nothing to do with what the rocks doing? I will first start off with, we'll first start off with Eric because he's the oldest. I am very, very ashamed that people would say something like that to Ava. I've always, and I, and I tweeted this out. I said, I respect both the rock and Cody Rhodes because of their talent. I respect every talent in, any, in every organization. I enjoy watching wrestling. But what these fans did, what these fans did to Ava was not right. And, and let me tell you, it's embarrassing. I, I you know, it. I like Kay Fabian with some of the wrestlers and having a lot of fun with them and all. And I don't go, I don't go personal or dig deep from the real, from the real to Kay Fabian and all that. And just have a lot of fun with them. But I respect all the talent. I don't care if people like them. I don't care if people hate them. I Like I said, I've been a big rock fan since his debut in 96 as Rocky My Viet Survivor Series. And I always got a lot of respect for Cody Rhodes. And I believe that he wants to do this for his father. He wants to do this for his family. And I, I respect that and admire that out of uh, Cody Rhodes. And, he, and he was, I've, always, I've always had a soft spot. In my heart, and for the uh, the, uh, the generational superstars, the second and third generation superstars, because I always respected their fathers, you know, and grandfathers, or something like that. And then, and I figured that they should be respected as well because they're continuing the footsteps, you know. And like I said, Ava does not deserve what what happened to her, you know. She, you know, she's running, she's running, she's the youngest general manager of NXT on and in WWE history, I should say. Yeah, absolutely. And she's got a lot on her plate. She don't need what she's been getting from these idiot fans. I'm sorry. I'm a wrestling fan, but also I got to respect the talent. That's how I roll. Exactly. You've always been like that, and we can't take that away from you, and nobody can. No. I think it's just so childish and very petty for some, for, you know, for these, you know, these buffoons online with you know behind their keyboard thinking they're so big and bad you know because because they don't get their way they got to resort to death threats to other people's family you know what if you guys are so tough why don't you send me a death threat why don't you ask me tell me that you're gonna stab me in my home or you're gonna gonna shoot me with a gun why don't you i would love to see someone try the try just just do it you know because again i can take it but here's the problem Here's the problem. If you got a problem with me, take it with me. Don't go after my friends or my family. Same thing. Go. I mean, like, and, and that's the same thing for The Rock. If you got a problem with him, then take it towards him. But then again, if you're resorting to death threats, that just proves that you're that you are not not a grown adult because you're not going to live up to those death threats. But anyway, Michael, what are your thoughts? Do you think? Do you oh, jeez. Do you think think it think it's justified for you know those loved fans to go after Ava or is it unacceptable? Definitely unacceptable. No one should ever have to live through that. Nobody. I mean, 
Ava Ray, Ava, she made history as the youngest general manager in WWE history. And it was confirmed by William Regal. But on this Cody Rock and Roman fiasco, a, hey, a present wrestling fans, if you're going to send backlash on this, you should have probably looked back at the Daniel Bryan WrestleMania 30 fiasco when he was storylining with the authority. You know? Oh, yeah. Probably do some research. You probably should have done your research right there before you. And like I said, it's the timing of all this. That is why you know fans are going ballistic. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same thing, like you just said, WrestleMania 30, you know? I think Batista coming back and then winning the Rumble, and we all know that was premeditated, mind you. But the thing is, it's just that, you know, again, the timing was bad. Same thing yeah. with, with the road to WrestleMania 31. I mean, any WrestleMania that's been, you know, that's been bad, you know, for quite some time, but, you know. Yeah. And then back back in those days, you had this thing called the authority. By the way, remember remember when WWE had this thing? At the stable called the corporation, and I remember oh, yeah. thinking, and I remember thinking to myself, if if I were to join a stable, whether it would be authority or corporation, I'm sorry, I would rather choose the corporation because they were, oh, oh, oh gee, man, yeah. But anyway, Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? Do you think? You think beloved fans are justified for what they did, or should they be ashamed of themselves for going after Ava for no reason? I think they're just shaming themselves. I'm, th- I'm going to say they're going to be a lot of shame for definitely, definitely saying something bad to the the youngest general manager of uh, NXT. And Michael's absolutely right; she is the youngest, youngest one for the manager manager of NXT. Like. I don't know why they're. I don't know why they're going to be attacking that youngest general manager. That'd be just shame to themselves what they did. That's all I have to say. All right, Brennan, what are your thoughts on this before we, uh, before I send out a signal? Uh, yeah. Do you, you know? Think, do you what? think that they, the livid fans, were in the right for what they did, or do you think they should be held accountable for going after someone that had nothing to do with this? You know, they should be accountable for their own actions. The thing is, I'm just getting so sick and tired of the IWC, YWC bullshit. Amen. And with that, I'm not joining no IWC, YWC crap. I'm joining just myself and myself alone. No any other fucking community can ever do that to me or all that. I'm just... Holding it to myself. And the thing of a matter is with the freaking Rock, Cody, and Roman situation, like you mentioned this before, it was bad fucking timing. Mm. Where Cody won the Royal Rumble for the second year in a row and then decide to have to go to have it on SmackDown. The, the after the Royal Rumble. And then decides like, hmm, you know, 
it's not and Cody says it's not gonna be at WrestleMania. And then you get the rock. As usual, and then have it for WrestleMania. But I just my god. Just let fucking Cody Rhodes finish the goddamn story for the love of goodness sakes. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure, have it at night one, Rock and Roman. Let Rock fucking lose. Just simple as that. And all those bo- those fanboys wanted to have Rock and Roman. It's whatever. But I was looking forward to that matchup before Mania 40 came along. And, and also, another thing, though, that was supposed to happen at WrestleMania 39, but Things got changed. Oh, yeah. So, that didn't happen. Mania 40 this year? Again, who knows? Probably may happen. Probably, as mentioned, night number one. And then have Roman defend the title for both nights. And then, and have, like I said, Cody winning the fucking title. Finally, and and another, I, I will say, Cody will win the undisputed WWE Universal Champion on night number two of WrestleMania 40 in Philadelphia, PA, Lincoln Financial Field. Mm-hmm. And by the way, for people who are worried about what I just said earlier, listen, I'm only giving my... I'm only giving my my thoughts on the matter regarding, you know, the death threats. Okay. That's all I'm doing. You know, I mean, nobody's really going to come and get me. Okay. I mean, if they do, then they're going to have a little bit of a difficult time because we have a thing called self-defense here. So just saying, but anyway, um, but yeah, I agree with everything you're saying, you know, and, but, but yeah, this, uh, this whole thing is out of our hands. So, but we're about to have somebody who's been watching the press conference for us so we can, you know, get the updates of what's happening. So give us a second. Yep. Hey, Willie. Hello, Chad's making fun of me. Ha! Ha! I know, Alf. You know what? We're trying to get a mascot for Rant and Raven. I think I'm choosing you for a mascot as the elder statesman of the group. Well, I know that. Can I eat the Rock's cat? We're not eating cats. Not if you get too close to the camera. I know you could have, Dan, but here's the thing. Victor is younger and, and like, and you know, he is of the next generation. We must let the future flourish. Mm-hmm. All right. So we got somebody coming in. Ha! Ha! Okay, Alf, calm down. I think we, we need to get this. You know, I hope Cody's finished his story. He will finish the story. Trust me on this one. No, he, you're not saying it right. He has to finish the story. Hey. <laughs> I think Hunter Hughes, uh, Willie, oh, Willie, oh, Willie died of cancer. The guy who played him, Max Wright, yeah, God rest his soul. I miss Willie. I know. We all miss Willie. I'll I'll tell you know, what. Uh, if, if Victor's in the backstage. All so right. let the man speak. Okay. All right. And with that, let's bring him on. Didn't expect me to see here. Huh? Me talking about wrestling? Goodbye. No, 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 you know you go about wrestling. You're the movie guy. You're that. You're that one host of that one movie show. But no, I'm here because I 
decided to do these guys a favor and talk about this press conference and watch it and analyze it as best as I can. All right? This is why I'm here. So, so as uh, as Cody would say, what do you have to tell us about? Oh, wait, that's another. Point. What do you want to talk about? That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. but I, I just want to be funny and just be all, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so, okay, like I told you before, give us your initial reaction of what was going on at the time until the next breaking development. Okay, so before I get to the breaking development, um, I just wanted to say that before we got the breaking development, I thought that this press conference resulted in nothing, resulted in absolutely no answers being given until Triple H tweeted something on Twitter or on X or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Because I was initially going to come on here and fucking rant about how pointless this fucking shit was. Because it was to the point, well, I guess I'll start up, I work my way up, alright? We start off, Triple H does this freaking history lesson or whatever, oh, about it's 40 years of WrestleMania, you don't need to hear about that. But, um, then, uh, uh, it goes to the point, you know, Bianca was, you know, talking about her, you know, facing Bailey at WrestleMania, I believe that's what it was, or, and then it went to, um, Rhea Ripley and the whole Elimination Chamber thing, and then Becky Lynch, she's gonna have a match with Becky at Elimination Chamber, I believe for the championship, I believe for the championship, so, I, I, I really don't know what to say about that, I mean, I'm not as well versed as you guys in terms of that department because I'm really only here for the main stuff here. But that's yeah. really that's all that happened in terms of everything else that happens. Nothing much, right? Yep. All right. So we get to the main portion of the press conference, the moments we've been waiting for. So first of all, Seth Rollins comes out, talks for a bit. He, The Rock comes out, I believe, after him. And pretty much now, from what I can tell, this, everything that's going on, folks, WWE has now pivoted to a work. It's now a work. Because Ro Ro Rocky Hogan, as everybody keep on calling him these past couple of days, he comes out, he is officially fucking heel. He's about as heel as you can get. Like the egotistical kind of heel. He was talking about, you know, all this shit about Cody and all that other shit. Then he showed this fucking picture of his family tree with the whole fucking blo bloodline with the <laughs> family. And uh, it's the point where Cody, I believe, comes out after that. And pretty much, shockingly, The Rock is siding with Roman. He's siding with Roman. In fact, uh, The Rock actually... First of all, this goes to this point. I'm, I'm mixing up everything now, but uh, Cody comes out and pretty much challenges Roman for WrestleMania. That's pretty much what he said, right? Mm -hmm. And he, he, uh, Rock is pissed by this. Like, he is so pissed by this to the point where he actually slapped Cody just like fucking Chris Rock slapped, no, Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Excuse me. Will, it's like exactly like that, except about keep keep his keep his name out of your fucking mouth. That, that didn't happen. But and then it goes like this big fight, 
And then that was the end of it. That was the end of the conference. I was just like, you didn't solve fucking anything. Like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, sure, it was good spectacle. In fact, it was this last part where uh, Triple H was being interviewed and The Rock and Roman comes out, told him to fix this shit. I think that's what he said. He said to fix this shit. And he, you know, I think he called him stay, he told him to retire. I think that it was a censor bar. I think he told him to, to fucking retire. I believe that's what it was. But that was the end of the conference. We got, I was going to rant about you, rant to you today that we got virtually no fucking answers. Nothing was official. Nothing was official. You left with no answers. But Triple H just did a, tw- a post on X. It is now official what's going to happen here at WrestleMania. And I am proud to be the first to report it to you here today. We're getting the match we wanted. It is now official. Cody and Roman will be facing at WrestleMania main event. It's now official. However, I still have a problem with this because Seth got fucking buried. Because now that now Cody's going to face Roman... Who's he gonna face? He got fucking buried. That title has no fucking meaning anymore. There's a lot of options. There's either Drew McIntyre, there's uh, Damian Priest. I mean, who's got the money in the bank briefcase, of course. Then you've got, you know, I mean, there's a lot of time. I mean, there's a lot of. I got two words for you Elimination Chamber. Number one contender. Defend the title of Elimination Chamber because he's. No, 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 no. They did this before. Number one contender. Whoever wins the Elimination Champion match will be the number one contender. We'll face Seth at WrestleMania. But the more um, important thing here is, is that they have now pivoted to a work and they have course corrected. Hmm. They have course corrected. Is now Cody and Roman once again at WrestleMania 40. That's how it's going to be. Triple H, Triple H literally just did the tweet. If I can find the tweet, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know. But uh, let's see. Uh, but the name it. Oh, yeah, I found it now. Let's see if fucking X is actually gonna open it. All right, here we go. Let me share my screen real fast. Here it is, right here, folks. Decision made. At Cody Rhodes gets the chance to finish his story when he challenges Roman Reigns in the event in the main event of WrestleMania 40. Mm. This is the official post from Triple H as it stands. Here on X. So it's now official. They have now course corrected. And the Cody fans got the match they wanted. However, I believe the IWC is going to be just as toxic. The whole Rocky fans, they're gonna they're, they're, they're gonna probably shoot like fuck like be not very happy. It's gonna be into an absolute war in the IWC. The IWC is not going away tonight. In, 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 in calmly into the night. It's going to be fucking harsh. I genuinely believe that. And the yeah. IWC, frankly, no matter what side you're on, I, I want to say this right now since I have the opportunity to say so, uh, no matter what side you're on, doesn't matter. You're both acting like fucking children. Both of you. Mm. You're acting I, like fucking children. I agree. You are you're fucking going overreacting to a scripted product while there's more real business and issues going out there, like exactly 
like with Vince McMahon. That's more important than any of this shit going on right now. That's more important. After, after what he's done and all the information has been coming out, that's more important because he fucked up so many people and what he did to Janelle Grant is disgusting. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. That this is more important than whatever the fuck this match is, honestly. And that's why I think they're both like fucking children. I'm not saying that you you, you don't have the right to be mad about what The Rock did. Because oh, I, oh, I get yeah. you. I get you. I was mad too. I was mad too. But compared to Vince, this is nothing. This is nothing at all. This is nothing at all. Yeah, because the thing with Vince McMahon, it is a real life issue that is happening with legal, you know, with legal, legal ramifications. And this right here, it's all just scripted narrative, you know, uh, predetermined, you know, outcomes. This this whole thing with Vince McMahon was not predetermined. I, I mean, mean, yeah, well, some could say it was because because he was because of that whole investigation in 2022, but. Regardless of that, still the McMahon issue is way more real than than the the issue of just going off the rails, you know, just for, you know, just for what happened, you know. Yeah, it's just my point is that the IWC has pretty much shown their true colors these past couple of days. I don't interact with the IWC, but like I told you before, I am like, I like wrestling. You know, I don't consider myself a hardcore fan. I'm more of a movie guy, but. I respect wrestling. I like wrestling. I like wrestling when it's good. And, you know, with WWE showing their potential new beginning, it could be great. But then this kind of happened, and then it just kind of shattered a little bit. I mean, with this whole Rock and uh, Cody situation, it's just like, it shows the worst in people. The the IWC has shown their true powers. It's It's shown the worst in people with all the situation. Like I said, they're both acting like children. I don't care what side you're on, because you you you, you could you, like acting like this overreact. I'm sorry, you're all overreacting. They all overreacted over over product that was scripted, you know. And I exactly, I exactly. Is, I didn't really. I'm not get- saying you have the, don't have the right to be mad. Oh, That's I know not that. The case. I'm just simply telling you that. I never really gave this. I was never re- really angry about any of this. In fact, I was just waiting for you know, like, like I was sitting back and waiting for something, you know, and see what happens. And guess what? It something happened. We were getting the match we were wanting to have, you know, for WrestleMania forty. Exactly. Exactly. I'm not trying to criticize anybody in terms of being a real fan or real fans or anything like that. I'm just saying that the IWC are fucking toxic. That's what it is. That's, That's exactly what, what it is. Dan, it's okay. Dan, and, calm down, brother. Calm besides, down. Besides, we, I'm I mean, not like, saying I'm, ta- I'm not targeting anybody. I'm not targeting anybody. I'm not just saying. Specific. Not anyone specific. No. I'm just saying the IWC needs to chill. That's that's all. That's all I. That's all I have to say. That's that's, that's what's all it is. At least we're getting the match we wanted. Yeah, that's good. Everything is great now. Yeah, Hopefully the match everybody. actually delivers and not some BS match where, you know, Roman buries Cody again. 
Let's hope Vince McMahon doesn't come back to ruin that. He, he, I don't so, think if he does, I don't think it will. But I'm just saying, just in case. So, but anyway, so yeah. Thank you so much, Victor, for giving us the update of what's going on. I want thank to thank you give very much for having me. I mean, mad applause to him, and thank and thank the good Lord above that we are getting you know Cody versus Roman two at WrestleMania Absolutely. forty. Absolutely. So, but yeah. Um, so. Do we have somebody waiting backstage waiting to promote and all that? So yeah, thank you guys. Thank you. No problem, Victor. And thank sure you. Does, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, thanks, Victor. All right. So are we ready to let him let that person in there, Jordy? Yeah. All right. And with, let's bring him on in. What's going on, boys? Right, hey, Trey. Trey. Hey, I've been watching you for the last couple of weeks, man. I've uh, I like what y'all do. Y'all do the same thing we do with Offshoots TV. You know, I, I like what y'all do. It's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, I just, I just wanted to come on here and promote my show real quickly at uh, 9 p.m. Central Standard Time. Um, I'm down here in Oklahoma. Slash, I, I'm here in uh, I'm here in uh, Toby Keith country right now. So here you go. Rest of the it is. Yes. But um, but uh, we got a show tonight at uh, 9 p.m. We got Vincent Berry coming on. He's going to promote his wrestling book about Black Bart. Um, we're going to talk about the press conference that took place earlier. Of course, the death threats that Ava that Ava's getting, which is freaking ridiculous. Because he, you know, I heard y'all keep talking. I keep call. I keep forgetting that they're called the IWC, the Internet Wrestling Community. Because I'm like, I don't pay attention to them. I, I actually work in wrestling. I don't pay attention to people who don't wrestle, you know, and have all these, all all these, you know. F- Outlandish opinions about what should what they should be happy about, you know, because honestly, it's a show. Like you all say, it's a show. It's yeah. scripted television. You know, they're gonna find a way to get you one way or the other. You know, this whole press conference thing tonight was it's all it is is long term booking for a short term situation. So that's all it is. And once again, I appreciate what y'all do. I watch y'all mm-hmm. a lot, and uh, you know. You know, anytime I contribute, I'd be more happy to come on here and help y'all out. All right. Thank you very much there, Trey. Appreciate that. No problem. That's out of the way. But yeah, All right. Yeah, Dan. Don't worry. I mean, I, I, I get where Vic, Victor was saying. He was only saying that towards people who've been losing sight of the real situation. He wasn't really targeting you. He wasn't trying to bash on you for thinking that you lost sight of what's going on because you haven't. You've been you've been carrying the banner against Vince for you know for you know, like for a year and a half, I believe. And besides, mm-hmm. I actually want to talk about the recent development regarding you know Ashley Massaro, you know about what we found out from John Laryngitis's lawyer not too long ago. And Andrew, do you have any Kleenex, man? Yeah. Yeah, for the for the love of goodness sakes. But anyway. I, I I mean like it's like it's like it's like that weird you know tick in my ear that just won't go away. But anyway, before we get into um to Ashley, um, makes you rest in peace. Um, let's go ahead and give out the advertisements our sponsors. So Brandon, go ahead and take it away. Well, thank you very much, Jordy. As we start out with the pro wrestling shoot of good old Jesse Carr, along with his co-host, James Bernard Jr., as they talk about some WW2K24 news, along with the current news that's been going on right now, and many others. So that's going to be every uh, Tuesday night 
at 5 p.m. Pacific, which is 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And then we have the 25 KPR TV, only on YouTube, which is owned by none other than Mr. Alex Paris. As if you want to uh, sign up for being a contestant on either Bonzi's Jungle Challenge, Plinkle the Game Show, or Spin for a Million, at you have to be at least 18 years or older to play. And at least get a hold of Alex if you want to come on into the 25 Discord server and even the and the, and the group page as well. So that is the 25. Then we go on to the Scorpion Death Drop, a.k.a. Leon Calavera, or LC Productions, which, as mentioned, he does a very good job with our intros for the Rant Ray podcast and many others. He's been going on with some other projects he's been doing as of late. And a lot he's done with film school, everything else, a lot of editing he has done, so... Shout out to Scorpion Death Drop, a.k.a. Leon Calavera. And then we get into the House of Chayton, which is uh, Chayton Long, as he does host Exile Entertainment, the Exile Outcast, and the Exile Masculinity. Hopefully, all those three shows could come back real soon. So, again, the big shout out to Mr. House of Chayton. And then we get into the David 3000 Network, which he does game shows like I am doing, along with Eric and many others that we are a part of, along with the, they, along with the Popcorn Pound podcast, which you get to see this guy over there, along with Victor DeValle, William the Conqueror, and, of course, Jared Ross. That is every Tuesday night. At 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central, 5 p.m. Pacific. And then finally, but certainly not least, is Mr. Garrison96, a.k.a. Gary Newkirk, as they do the bofas on the sofas every Monday afternoon at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 Central, 2 p.m. Pacific. On Mr. Garrison 96 YouTube channel. Which don't forget to check them out as well. And there we go. You're muted. Sorry. Well, there you go with me. Anyway, before you let him in, I just want to say, Dan, Victor said didn't say anything about you losing sight of the McMahon stuff, okay? I mean, I don't remember him saying that. He was just saying that towards others who, you know, you know, who've been going crazy about the Cody, about the rock situation and all that other stuff when it was actually just a scripted stuff. And on top of that, you should be, be commended for everything you've done, you know, regarding to the Vince McMahon stuff. And on top of that, I want to go ahead and get into this uh, discussion regarding to, um, to Ashley before we read more, you know, more, more from the pro from the uh, Russell talk stuff. Yep. All right. I'm calm. I promise. All right. All right. I mean, as long as you understand where, where, what I'm talking about, what Victor was actually saying. Good. Bring him on in. Because right. I really want to talk about this, and I know he would want to talk about this on here too. So. Mm-hmm. Actually, 
just because I want you to know how serious I am. So here's the deal. I love you guys very much. I think that y'all put on one of the most prolific programs every week. I think that I jokingly say that Brandon has the tightest tits in the game because he does. That shirt's always looking like it's going to bust off his fucking body. Like he's just he's a baby thumb bitch. <laughs> I'm not knocking Victor. I'm not. But I think some decorum should be had for those of us who come here to escape the everyday bull crap that we deal with as far as this community. Whether you like it or not, other than Brandon, who is an actual ring announcer, every one of you is a member of the YWC, IWC, and it is not pretty, and you can't abandon that family because you're stuck in it, because you love wrestling. Raise your hand here if you love wrestling. You raise your damn hand, Michael. <laughs> my, my, We're my, not moving my, on until you raise your hand, Michael. Michael! 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 Oh, let's go. Raise, Raise your, hand. your hand, Michael. Hello, McFly. McFly. Hello, McFly. You your hand. <laughs> really? Okay. So what I'm saying is, what I've watched this program, I got the first privilege I've ever had to talk to Sabu. I watched you interview the Rock and Roll Express. I watched a giddy man in his 40s, like, smark out over Melina. You have provided so many memories and moments. But the key point is every one of you are wrestling fans, even Andrew with his runny nose. Y'all do great work and no knock to Victor. I don't know Victor, but that's a movie guy coming in trying to tell the IWC, YWC. Look, we're a dysfunctional family. That's why IWC, YWC. We're always going to be dysfunctional, but it's still your family and you're still part of a community, good or bad. You can't just throw people away like that. Now, I have carried the banner against Vince. Tripp said in the other room has carried the banner against Vince for a long time. And I got to put those rocks down finally because a woman who deserved justice for 17 years got it yesterday. Y'all know about it. You're going to talk about it. I'm not going to take that from you. This is your program. Yeah. But my, my thing is for everybody in this chat, everybody on this panel, every wrestler you have on here, you owe them a duty to show some respect and say, hey, we are the IWC, YWC. We're not perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but we are wrestling fans. We're not movie fans who dabble in wrestling. We're not gaming fans who dabble. We are wrestling fans at our core. And as fucked up as we are, we need to, like, like we talked about earlier in that stream that we were Ben Jordan. Yep. We stick together. Y'all have outlasted everybody you beat you beat the house of chatting when it was uh the, the hangman charlie thing you've beaten everybody and you've outlasted everybody oh yeah y'all have evolved and moved on just little people come here and i like i i take a joy in trying to break brandon from his serious face with my comments oh i got you this week that diamond I, in, but that diamond in your butt cheeks got you i saw you crack that smile uh you, you did dan and again, I, I just say, Victor, I don't know you, man. I'm not here to be upset with you or get mad. He, hey, he says he likes wrestling too. You know, it doesn't mean he doesn't have other hobbies. You know. But when you walk into somebody's house, you don't put your feet on the table and act like you run the show, or the head of the table. You don't come and you don't disrespect someone's house. And that's when he's talking about the YWC, IWC, and how they're childish. He's talking about all of us. That's well, all of us. 
You can say what you want, Jordan, but you're part of the you're part of the internet wrestling community. I understand, Dan, but it's a but here's you're a better you're one of the best parts of it because you're not a fucking man child every day. Not every some day. days. God, some but, day. And I know, like, look, I'm not trying to harp on anything. I just no one's held that banner more than I have, more than Trips has, more than y'all have. And yes, I I completely denounce anybody who's attacking the rock's daughter that's that's bullshit but you call those people out you don't you don't treat people like they're less than you call them out say it's wrong and you move forward i don't like the ywc i wc all the time but damn it i'm a member of that community because i love wrestling i grew up with it as y'all well know I, one of my fondest memories of a child is being at the sportatorium you talk about the next generation. My generation ain't quite done yet. Y'all are the next generation. And I need y'all to let everybody know that there's no running in this. And there's no yellow in our colors. There's no running in us. I think the elder statesman down there can agree with me with his laugh doll. Yeah, I've been a wrestling fan since 85, the Hulk Hogan's rock and wrestling era. And... Um, I never painted myself as a member at IWC or YWC, whatever you call it. I'm a wrestling fan. I'm a wrestling fan. That's why I you know you, that's a better way to put. It. I'm sorry. You know what? I, I'm gonna let me let me let me retract a bit. We are wrestling fans, and our little brothers in the IWC, YWC, fuck up, but they're still wrestling fans. Yep. Maybe over more over passionate, but we know how the storylines work. We know what's going on. We just leave it at that. And just watch and enjoy the product. And I thank y'all. Like, again, I come here because I want to I want to get away from some of that negativity. I swear. It, 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 That's why it, it's, out here. It's draining. He's our mascot. But, and and I, I also thank every one of y'all for giving us and being, because not everybody can do this. Michael, I, I, bu I bust your balls constantly. But I do it because you're strong enough to take the shit talk. Y'all are here and y'all amuse us and y'all are strong enough. Even even Andrew with his runny nose is here oh. to <laughs> to take our you know y'all y'all take it from us because y'all can. <laughs> y'all entertain us. It's a privilege to be led on here and I thank y'all for giving me as much time as y'all ever given me. I've shared I, motherfucker I've shed tears on here. So I just I want to clarify. No beef with the guy. Just slow your roll, Jack. Don't come and you're new. He's a self-admitted movie guy. But hey, we're the hardcores. We're fans. It's in our blood. It's, well, I'm just saying, Brandon's shirt would not be so tight. Those tits wouldn't be so tight if it wasn't for his love for wrestling. I mean, that's all I'm trying to convey. Y'all feel me? Yeah. yeah and I love you guys. I love y'all very much. Thank y'all for what y'all do every week. All right. Y'all are y'all are, are a shining beacon for my ass and I'm getting old. I don't have a lot of those left. You get that damn doll out of my face. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't, I hope, I hope that was a fair assessment, Jordan. All right. So. Alf is uh, hyped up on caffeine right now. So, continue your good work, Jordan, and I'll leave it to you because this is your show. And please spread that message of Ashley. 
because I'm grateful every day for you doing that. And I, Brandon, I love you for what you, I love for what you did for us. I, I will never stop thanking you for what you did. Love you too, Dan. Man, you, so I'm sorry. I'm getting all emotional, but I love y'all guys. Okay. So Dan, hold on a second. Okay. Uh, Victor wanted me to say to him that, you know, I understand exact, exactly what, what he said. And he apologizes if he did anything wrong, which or any wrongdoing, but don't, don't worry. It's, it's all good. I mean, I can understand and two sides of the coin, you know, and, and nobody needs to, and besides let's have baby steps here. Okay. Baby yeah, steps. for sure. And uh, Michael, um, Lawrence and so, is high now let's go ahead and talk about this real quick. Cause we're about to, you know, hit the, um, you know, uh, one hour and 30 minute mark in about nine minutes. So yesterday we found there's been new reports on John Laronitis's lawyer that, he has confessed to something in regards to the late great Ashley Massaro. Now, Dan, who just showed up, he um, he is a, uh, you know, he uh, he's been doing this campaign as of late to try and you know expose Vince McMahon for like a year and a half with his uh, with his significant other Trips. Um, and by the way, Trips is the one that does the narration. And for the record, I think you know. Oh, hello, uh, Lauren. How are you doing? Um, okay. All right, Victor, if you're still watching, he uh, uh, dances. It's all good. Now, Ashley Massaro, I think during the time during a trip to Baghdad, I believe, or Iraq. Is that it? Like wh where they went to for the tribute to the troops thing? Because this, cause this I was like, because I think she only made one appearance for tribute to the troops, I think it was either in 07 or, or something like that. Anyway, basically she had, you know, somebody had committed, um, sexual misconduct towards her, you know, like, you know, and you know what the WWE did or pretty much Vince McMahon and John Laronitis, they did absolutely nothing about it. Oh, they, they they acted like as if it was just you know a thing. They just you know like you know just acted like you know it didn't exist, but only because they didn't want to face any you know any problems in the public eye. But then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, recently because of the heat getting brought down on him, John Laurinaitis. This is where it gets interesting. So his lawyer comes out and says that Laronidas admits that everyone that was involved in the in the incident, including McMahon, knew about the misconduct and did nothing about it and decided to keep it that way. Because they want to save face, they want to try and, you know, they want to try, you know, save, you know, save themselves from, you know, a incident, whether it's international or whether it's with the military. But at the end of the day, they knew what had happened and they didn't do a damn thing. So, and you know, and you're probably thinking, does that mean that it gets John Laird out? 
No, because you knew all about the whole time and you chose to keep your mouth shut. So, no, I'm not, I am not, you know, I'm, you can't just sweep this under the rug, but then somehow, you know, like get it out from under the rug just so that way you, what you've done with this man can be swept under the rug. Fuck you. So, as far as I'm concerned, if you're doing this just to get a deal with the district attorney, well, go ahead and do it. But get this. All of what happened is on your conscience and on your shoulders. And I hope you rocked like Vince. So if anybody doesn't know about this right now, now you know why, why uh, Johnny Ace is trying to, you know, save himself from, you know, from being guilty with uh, Vince McMahon and all that. Bunch of head shitters. So, now that we got that out of the way, Kuwait, okay, it was Kuwait, all right. They did nothing in fear of their connection and relationship with the military. Exactly. And they pretty much did it to save their image overall, so sickening, yes. Thank you, Lauren. Oh, yeah, that's you, Eric, that's what you were talking about. So, with that being said, we all know what time it is. Let's go ahead and get into some more readings, you know. And since we know that Cody's going to finish the story. Hold I am watching, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I am watching Impact. Guess who just made his debut in an attack, Josh Alexander? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Simon wait, wait. Gotch. Simon, wait, Simon Gotch from the same Simon Gotch, from, you know, that used to be, uh, a part of the um, uh, vaude villains. That Simon Gotch. Yep. Damn. He just attacked. He just attacked um, uh, Josh Alexander after his matchup uh, with uh, Alan Angels. And wow. here's the crazy part: Aiden English, aka Matthew Raywall, was his former tag team partner. He's on Impact as commentator. But that's crazy. That is crazy when you think about it. All right, so you know what time it is, Brennan. Yes, reading the pool wrestle talk. Give us a subscribe. All right, so where do we where do we pick up from last time? We uh ended in 76, that's where we stopped. Now we're on to number 77. Which is, hold on a second, uh, B, McMahon arranges for Miss Grant to be hired by WWE while beginning to groom her for sexual exploitation, and we're on point uh, 77, yes. Okay, go on. All right, so for number 77, we continue on with this. I'll be right back. Yeah, not a problem. When Miss Grant tried to make small talk about WWE's TV storylines, McMahon suggested she watch the next episode of Monday Night Raw and text him before the broadcast. After she agreed, he forcibly kissed her and began pulling down a strap on her sweater. Miss Grant then sat up, said she needed to leave and had a lot to process and left. The next day, Miss Grant watched the show as promised 
and texted McMahon to wish him well. She was shocked when he appeared on the show and texted back in the middle of the live broadcast and quote, that was a very nice message. Smiley face made me smile. Smiley face, smiley face. On May 9th, 2019, McMahon texted Miss Grant that she will have a job at WWE by that Friday. The next day, Human Resources employee number two called Miss Grant to inform her that the WWE corporate officer number four would con contact her at 4 p.m. to discuss a legal role. After her call with WWE Corporate Officer Number 4, Ms. Grant sent McMahon a quote-unquote thumbs-up text message to indicate the call went well. Around 7 p.m., WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 unexpectedly called her a second time and formally offered her a job, saying, quote-unquote, welcome to WWE. On May 11, 2019, McMahon invited Miss Grant to his condo again and asked her to lay in bed with him before informing her that he had ordered WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 to offer her the job. Even though a job description had not been firmed up beyond a high-level summary, while incredibly excited to finally receive a receive long-awaited employment and financial security, Ms. Grant expressed to McMahon that there seemed to be a conflict between his doing this and his warning to Ms. Grant that no one could know about their closeness. He appeared amused with this replying, and I quote, it's my company. McMahon then undressed down to his briefs while Miss Grant remained clothed, and he began kissing Miss Grant and inserting his hands into her pants without consent. Oh. On May 16, 2019, McMahon informed Miss Grant that he had obtained two tickets to the Belmont Stakes scheduled for June 8, 2019. On May 17, 2019, Miss Grant received an offer letter from WWE for an entry-level job as legal administrator coordinator with a salary of $75,000. On May 18, 2019, McMahon summoned Miss Grant to his condo and she brought a printed copy of the offer letter to review with him. McMahon informed Miss Grant that her new boss, a WWE employee who worked in risk and government relations, referred to herein as WWE employee number one was a decades-long family friend 
Confidante, similar to age in to, in age to McMahon and one of a small original group, what McMahon called the Titan family, who helped the WWE expand from a regional promotion to a global juggernaut. McMahon stated that outside of his attorney, WWE employee number one was the most feared figure in the company because WWE employee number one usually fired employees. Beyond that, he offered little detail about WWE employee number one's role at WWE. Instead, he focused on WWE employee number one's personal traumas, explaining that similar to Ms. Grant, WWE employee number one has no family left after WWE employee number one's spouse passed away, and that the McMahons and WWE were WWE employee number one's surrogate family. McMahon touted WWE employee number one's loyalty, saying that WWE employee number one would be able to protect Miss Grant and then led her to his bedroom while giving her the command of, quote-unquote, please don't stop this. During the May 18, 2019 encounter, Miss Grant felt coerced into engaging in sexual activity and that McMahon had trapped her and her an impossible situation, and she feared adverse career and personal consequences and legal retaliation. If she declined his advances, McMahon stated, and I quote, this is what I've been waiting for. As he performed oral sex on Miss Grant, Miss Grant asked that protection be used and McMahon responded that there was no need to worry because he was quote-unquote clean. Feeling that she was being used for his gratification, Miss Grant went numb and was unable to make eye contact. McMahon then flipped on his back and said, quote unquote, okay, jacked him off. Disturbed by the non consensual sexual encounter, she hoped that McMahon would cease his advances, but his advances continued and left her, left her to fulfill his demands or lose her job. On June 16, 2019, the day before starting with WWE, Ms. Grant attempted to shut down any further physical contact or sexual encounters by admitting to McMahon her unhappiness and concern starting her first ever job. In his, in his legal department, no less. While in a physical relationship with the chairman and CEO, she requested that they end any physical relationship while remaining friends to avoid any risk to either of them. 
McMahon refused, saying that it was not ending. It did not need to, and that he did not, quote-unquote, ever envision it ending. He reminded her that he trusted her, reiterated that rumors would lead to trouble, probe whether her silence would be an issue, and brushed off her concerns that she was struggling with the feeling that her job felt unearned. McMahon told Miss Grant that all she needed to do was not tell anyone and that, quote-unquote, it just had to look legit. McMahon then spun the conversation and told Miss Grant to focus on the positives and embrace that her life was about to change. Saying, quote-unquote, isn't that what, you, what you've always wanted? McMahon manipulatively emphasized that she's about to start an adventure and gain a new family with the WWE as a surrogate for the family that she had lost. Hmm. Ultimately, Miss Grant's unsuccessful attempt to end further unwanted physical contact quickly taught her that her view on the matter was not relevant. All right. Miss Grant, W career commences, minimal work, and the absent boss. On June 17th, 2019, Miss Grant reported to WWE headquarters for her first day of work. With attorneys in glass offices and support staff in cubicles with low walls and tall monitors, it was easy to see how much other colleagues work as a quiet and small department. It was even easier to overhear their conversations. Miss Grant was immediately surprised that there was not much work assigned to her, struggling even to appear busy in her new role, in stark contrast to colleagues who complained about overflowing inboxes. Miss Grant's phone only overflowed with controlling and sexually charged text messages from the chairman and CEO, reminding her both of McMahon's power and ever-present surveillance. Colleagues shared onboarding stories with Miss Grant and talked talked about receiving pre-made binders of information or the opportunity to over to shatter, shadow departing employees. None of which happened for Miss Grant, nor did anyone know what her unusual title of administrator coordinator, quote-unquote, meant. Miss Grant did not even meet WWE employee number one until her second week of employment. WWE employee number one was a lively individual who frequently re regaled the legal department with stories of others at WWE 
if McMahon's name was mentioned, WWE employee number one would turn to Miss Grant with a smile, a finger point, and slash or a comment that drew attention to her connection with to McMahon, such as quote unquote, she knows what I'm talking about. WWE employee number one and Miss Grant bonded as quickly as McMahon had predicted. Miss Grant referred to her as quote unquote partner, was taught words to live by in WWE, including the quote unquote, we do what's in the best interest of the company, protect the business. And if McMahon wants something, quote unquote, the answer isn't no, but rather, how do we make it happen? WWE employee number one also impressed on Miss Grant's that job titles, quote unquote, don't mean anything for members of McMahon's inner circle, which she was clearly considered to be a part of. As WWE employee number one was seldom in the office and required little administrative support. Miss Grant reported reported indirectly to another WWE employee within the legal department, referred to herein as WWE employee number two, who provided her with occasional projects related to talent appearances and XFL that helped fill Miss Grant's time. Based on her hiring alone, WWE Corporate Officer Number 4 was on notice that there was something different about Miss Grant, namely her connection to McMahon, as Miss Grant feared and had expressed to McMahon. She was unhappy that a spotlight was unnecessarily put on her before she ever set foot in the office, Miss Grant immediately noticed that WWE Corporate Officer Number Four was warm with other colleagues, but cold towards her. Beginning in July 2019, after Miss Grant raised an issue related to the XFL's performance-enhancing drug policy with McMahon. WWE Corporate Officer Number Four's behavior shifted from cold to actively hostile. If Miss Grant walked into a room while WWE Corporate Officer Number Four was laughing with other colleagues, WWE Corporate Officer Number Four's expression immediately became blank, and WWE Corporate Officer Number Four would walk away. If WWE Corporate Officer Number Four and Miss Grant walked towards each other in the hallway, WWE Corporate Officer Number Four stopped and changed directions. Colleagues noticed this shift in behavior. While some commented on it to Miss Grant, others humili humiliated it. Notwithstanding the issues detailed above, Miss Grant took her employment seriously. In contrast, McMahon continued a pattern of sending sexually charged messages 
throughout the work week. Certain her her employment depended on her continued appeasement uh, and obedience to McMahon and believing she needed McMahon's protection from the suspicious WWE corporate officer number four and others, Miss Grant felt no choice but to respond in kind. From all this, Miss Grant began to experience debilitating panic attacks in the office on a near daily basis that left her physically drained. She could not hide the physical symptoms of these attacks uh, and texted resident, resident manager, quote, you should see the way people look at me when I'm having an attack. But while her co-workers notice, no one dare get involved. McMahon's coercive control tactics to sexualize and dehumanize Miss Grant. In the summer of 2019, McMahon's presence was all-consuming in Miss Grant's life. In the office, she felt monitored as she was surrounded by allies of McMahon, which led to continued daily panic attacks. Outside the office, McMahon sexualized her entirely. He no longer referred to her as a friend and largely stopped talking to Miss Grant outside of sexting and fantasy talk any non-sexual texts related to life and slash or work were either ignored or given token responses like quote-unquote okay or quote-unquote yup. As detailed herein, McMahon was adamant about having Miss Grant send him explicit photographs impressing upon her that it was part of her sexuality. Given the control that McMahon had over Miss Grant's employment, she felt compelled to comply and sent the explicit photographs to McMahon's mobile device. Miss Grant was routinely assured, assured that the photographs she was providing to McMahon were to remain private and were part of their quote-unquote secret world. McMahon began to degrade Miss Grant, calling her quote-unquote his bitch, while hinting at a fascination with having other people with them engage in sexual activity. Additionally, this complaint details encounters during which McMahon caused Miss Grant to sustain physical injuries, including bleeding and pain from forceful use of sex toys, despite Miss Grant's plea to seize any further sexual activity. The number of sexual encounters increased as did McMahon's physical aggression 
during them. Notably, McMahon was most aggressive when using the certain sex toys named after male WWE wrestlers and performers. McMahon named the sex toys so that the color of the toy matched the race of a wrestler. For example, a black quote-unquote dildo would be named after an African-American wrestler and a white, again, quote-unquote dildo would be named after a Caucasian wrestler. In addition to McMahon's infatuation with pretending other men, and namely certain WWE talent were in the room with them, this was yet another incremental step in desensitizing Miss Grant to his fantasy and eventual demands that she perform sexual acts for and slash or have sexual contact with others within WWE. During a David versus Goliath type wrestling match in 2019, Miss Grant shared with McMahon her thoughts on the event. The draw of rooting for the underdog and, and ideas for the future events, McMahon complimented her creative input she believed she was being taken seriously. That is, until McMahon named a dildo after a smaller wrestler and attempted to sexualize the situation, diminishing her input. By fall of 2019, McMahon frequently pressed for pornographic videos and more explicit content when Miss Grant expressed apprehension with his request, McMahon responded with assurances that she could trust him or questioned why she didn't trust him. McMahon also took care to remind Miss Grant of his power and influence, such as by launching a meeting with the Saudi Crown Prince in October 2019. McMahon tightens his grip and on Miss Grant and discredits her doctor, replacing him with one of the McMahon's choosing. In addition to her panic attacks, Miss Grant began experiencing increasingly severe physical, mental, and emotional symptoms, including sleep disruption, dizziness, exhaustion, rashes, weight loss, hair loss, and migraines. In November 2019, Ms. Grant informed McMahon that her doctor suggested that her symptoms stemmed from trauma and ongoing stress. McMahon mocked her, quote-unquote, emotional trauma, my ass. However, on November 20th, 2019, McMahon insisted that Miss Grant see a physician of his choosing. This physician is referred to herein as Celebrity Doctor. In the facility that Celebrity Doctor operated from is referred to herein as quote-unquote an alternative 
Clinic. McMahon and the celebrity doctor assured Ms. Insured Grant that her bills at Alternative Clinic would be taken care of under McMahon's account after the initial visit. It became apparent to Ms. Grant that McMahon and celebrity doctor wanted Ms. Grant to remain in the care of celebrity doctor's practice, and Ms. Grant felt pressured to do so. Celebrity doctor made comments about how celebrity doctor slash they they referring to McMahon and Alternative Clinic had saved her life and Celebrity Doctor often remarked how Miss Grant was unable to make eye contact with Celebrity Doctor during the initial sessions an obvious sign of trauma. Miss Grant acknowledged having a relationship with McMahon during visits with celebrity doctor who gave little reaction save telling her that there were quote unquote many different paths to God and love. Celebrity doctor lavished attention treatments and products on Miss Grant all of which were paid for under McMahon's account. Miss Grant would, was never provided with any receipts. When Miss Grant inquired about certain treatments provided, Celebrity Doctor challenged her on whether she trusted Celebrity Doctor to posture that if she didn't trust Celebrity Doctor, then, quote-unquote, we should part ways right now. At the outset of her care with Celebrity Doctor, each session lasted up to one hour. Miss Grant would leave feeling exhausted from Celebrity Doctor's deep dives into her personal and work life as a quote-unquote a coach focused on behavioral science. In 2020, McMahon voices concern about rumors, then public, public, publicly exploits her and Miss Grant's desperate attempt to leave WWE. On January 30th, 2020, WWE issued a press release announcing that the company's co-presidents, George Barrios and Michelle Wilson, were departing the company and would no longer serve on its board of directors, a significant drop in WWE's stock price followed. The company announced that Frank Riddick III, a member of the board of directors for more than 11 years, would be interim chief financial officer and report directly to McMahon. On February 3rd, 2020, McMahon sent a message to Ms. Grant advising he had been informed by WWE Corporate Officer Number 2 that there were a lot of rumors circulating about McMahon and Ms. Grant. Hey, Brennan. Yes. Uh, finish this off at point 132 because that's what that we'll pick up from, uh, you know, G and then point 133 for next week. You got it. 
All right. Want to make sure that's okay. And by the way, just so we're clear, I had to take a take a call, you know, and you know, just deal with something, you know. Yeah, it's all good. All right. On February third, as I mentioned, two thousand twenty. McMahon sent a message to Ms. Grant advising he had been informed by WWE corporate officer number two that there were a lot of rumors circulating about McMahon and Ms. Grant. McMahon warned Ms. Grant that rumors, quote-unquote, were not good for either of them. Then on February 10, 2020, without any advance warning, Ms. Grant was temporarily relocated to the XFL workforce. Ms. Grant, having been desperate to escape the feeling of being trapped in her existence at WWE, applied to remain with the XFL on March 6, 2020. She openly vocalized her desire to remain with XFL to colleagues, with XFL to, to colleagues, even referring to her state of work at WWE as nothingless, nothingness in that one. And she sought permission to make the change official from WWE employee number one and corporate officer number four before informing McMahon days after this, during which time she had finally told McMahon about her application to remain with the XFL. Her request was denied. In the weeks that followed, despite McMahon's warning about rumors and direction to Miss Grant to, to quote-unquote play dumb, he began showing explicit photos of Miss Grant to people both inside and outside the company. On March 26, 2020, McMahon sent a lengthy message to Ms. Grant describing in detail the circumstances surrounding sharing explicit photographs of Ms. Grant to a former WWE referee, referred to herein as WWE referee. McMahon described how WWE referee left to masturbate and told Ms. Grant she had made a perfect stranger very happy. <laughs> a referee masturbating. Oh, my God. Miss Grant initially dismissed this as mere fantasy talk, believing that McMahon would not actually do such a reckless thing. But when she voiced apprehension about McMahon, sharing naked photos of her with someone she did not know, McMahon's response was not to comfort her, but to assure of WWE referee's loyalty to him. This sharing of explicit photos terrified Ms. Grant as it illustrated McMahon's sheer lack of self-control, and it further panicked her that these private and intimate photos were included her face were being shared with complete strangers on March 30th 2020 McMahon 
enthusiastically messaged Miss Grant that WWE referee had showed a friend of a naked photo of Miss Grant, which marked the beginning of McMahon sharing Miss Grant's naked pictures with others who he encouraged to share with their friends. On March 30th, 2020, Miss Grant expressed concern to McMahon that she had no intention of having sex with these strangers and requested McMahon make that message clear as she felt threatened and distressed by the responses her pictures were getting. She made clear that she did not want any perception of her moving beyond the, the point of mere fantasy. Shortly after McMahon surprised Miss Grant with news that he had protected her job from a furlough that WWE would immensely announce, the furlough affected a large number of employees and McMahon emphasized that he personally made sure that she would not be one of them. Reinforcing her dependency on him, particularly, particularly after a majority of the support staff in the legal department, all hired prior to Ms. Grant, were furloughed. McMahon became the most important figure in Miss Grant's life as he meticulously asserted power and control over almost every aspect of it. Miss Grant fears intensified over the consequences that could result from McMahon's actions, particularly by sharing her naked pictures she became paranoid, completely dependent on, and worshipfully devoted to McMahon. He, in turn, pressed forward in exerting his power over Miss Grant as he saw fit. And we'll, we'll pick that up uh, next week for... Um, G McMahon recruits other men and forces Miss Grant into sex trafficking, and that will be for next week's episode. So, for this one, what was reported? What are your guys' thoughts? Wait, where the hell happened to Eric? I don't know what the hell was going on, but oh, okay. oh hey, uh, since Eric's here, what are your thoughts on uh, on tonight's you know reading? Mr. McMahon is sick. Just sick, mighty man. Yep. I mean, really. You should be running the company, and 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 then and no wonder why we get these uh crazy sexual storylines from him during the Attitude Era. Not just that, but also in the Ruthless Aggression Era too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Of course, pulling his pants down, making someone kiss his butt, literally. Oh uh, yeah. Tricks, yeah. I'll tell you what. I'll put my foot up it. Him and the young bucks, the three stooges, or in there, an insult to the three stooges. Yeah, it is an insult to the three stooges. How dare you? Um, you're out of sync there, Jordan. I'm out of sync. Yeah, you, you, your video is out of sync. Yeah, 
Oh, okay. Hold on. Like you're in a kung fu movie, you know? You're gonna fight me. <laughs> I do. Not <laughs> you. I'll destroy you. <laughs> All right. How, how's the sink now? Oh, yeah, it's good. Awesome. That's okay. much better. More like it. Anybody else on here? Hmm. Uh, how about Michael? Nothing to say. Uh, uh, this is nuts. I think at this point, Michael would rather listen to a, a promo from Tiffany Stratton than this, this crazy story. <laughs> That's how um, bad it was. Sorry, Michael. I had to do that. I couldn't resist. A good joke. Uh, especially to follow up on Eric, on Vince McMahon pulling out on his pants for the for that one club. No wonder he's He's such an a-hole. <laughs> oh, boy. Well, Andrew, do you have anything to say? Do you agree with Eric and Michael? I, I, agree, I agree with both uh, Eric and Michael, of course. It makes That's total true. sense because he is, you know? I mean, he is, he is an asshole, you know, and a literal shithead, so... Hmm. And you know something, I really think that, you know, you know, whenever we, uh, you know, we reveal and discuss about what's been said on the, uh, you know, on the um, uh, article made by Russell Talk, I actually think that, you know, it helps, you know, us to know what's even more sick and twisted from this man. And we're only just talking about, you know, just... I think we're only halfway into this. I think there's only like, hold on a second. Cause I know it's like over 300. I know the points of it. I know that. Yeah. It's like, we've only got like, yeah, 300. It's only 337. So, and we're at 137, right? Like what we just read or we're going to read well, next. We're going to read about, cause we're going to be le- Left off with 133 for next week. 133 for next week. Okay. So yeah, um, there'll be. I mean, and if it just continues with weeks of reading, that's that's. I mean, it's only just 30 minutes long. You know, we're not gonna. Yeah. We're not. It's not gonna take too much of the airtime. And speaking of airtime, we might as well, you know, end it right here. You know, right now. Um, yes. So yeah, folks. Thank you all so much for tuning in for episode 226 of the Rant Ray podcast. If you like this episode, give it a thumbs up. If you missed your chance in the live chat, comment down below, give us your thoughts and opinions. And if you were unable to be in the live chat, then stay and you know, subscribe, you know, and then wait for, you know, four weeks up to 30 days, which is a month. So that way you can be able to, you know, interact in the live chat and also be sure to, you know, hit the notification bell. So that way you'll be notified whenever, uh, Brandon does an upload premiere or a live stream like this one all times. Same goes for Eric Lumi Shangans in 1977. Uh, for Mike, Mike, Michael Bombardier and Andrew Hawking and yours truly, the young blood outsider, Jordy Scout, aka J Mental Jet. And with that being said, God bless you all. Have a great night and stay healthy for even better tomorrow. So, good night, everybody. Yeah. Peace out. Good night. Yep. <laughs> Keep ranting and raving. Good night, everybody, and we'll see you all next week.